The Twins beat the Mariners after a series win over the Rays. We have a lot to talk about on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, June 13th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. This is season three for me as a daily host of this podcast. So I've watched a lot of this Twins team, and this is season four of me writing about this team and this farm system at twinsdaily.com. I'm so excited to be joining you today. A day where the Twins win, and they've won three out of their last four now because they beat the the Rays in that series, and I know they lost Sunday. That was a clunker. I'm back today to discuss a Twins win in the series opener against Seattle. It was a low-scoring affair. It was a game the Twins have won quite a bit this year, a 3-2 win. Uh, Pitching holds it down. Bullpen bends but doesn't break. And today... We're going to talk about Barton Buxton because he set the tone today. We'll talk about Alex Kirilov destroying at AAA. We'll look at the spreadsheet today. So an update with the spreadsheet. Chris Archer pulling him after four and how he's looked recently. And then uh, the Chicago White Sox and Tony La Russa. That's all on the docket for today's episode. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's the spreadsheet. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If not, I'll explain it to you. I made a spreadsheet with predictions before the season. This is before the season that projected the Twins to win 90 games. What would they have to do to win 90 games? And it's less about the game to game, the series to series, as it is about where they are on track for that 90 games. So I keep track of record plus or minus against what I had them at going into the season to this point. And in June, I had the Twins losing two out of three to Toronto losing two out of three to the Yankees and winning two out of three against the Rays. So I was down on the twins in that nine game stretch. I had the twins going four and five. I was one game off. They went five and four and the spreadsheet remains two games over my 90 win projection. And what that means is the twins have won two more games than I thought they would to this point. So it's very much in line or very close to being in line. It's like, you know, two games away. If the twins lose this series to Seattle, it's down to one. I have them taking two out of three from Seattle. They win the series opener. That looks pretty good so far. I have them taking two out of three from Arizona, two out of three from Cleveland, two out of three from Colorado, and then losing three out of five in Cleveland. So I am I have the Twins winning five series in a row here, and that may seem unlikely. Maybe they lose, you know, in Arizona, they lose the series or they lose to Cleveland at home. But to me, the Twins are better than Seattle. They're better than Arizona, and they're better than Cleveland and Colorado. So uh, those, you know, Six of those games are at home, and that's why I have the Twins winning all those series. It's unlikely to happen, so it's probably going to be down to one on my projection system, but they can get that game back in Cleveland because I have them losing three out of five in Cleveland. That's that weird five-game series to close out June. That record would be 14-12 and in June. So far, they're 6-4 and uh, in my June schedule. Some of these games roll over into months, so I have to pull them into – a prior month, but that's what we're looking at. So the twins are, are about right on par with where I had them 
at this point of the season in order to win 90 games because to me 90 games was going to be enough to make the playoffs now I think 90 games will be enough to win the American League Central uh it was a good win for the Twins I mean the offense didn't wasn't going to do it tonight <laughs> Byron Buxton had a two-run homer uh to in the first inning Luis Arise singled Buxton homer behind him and it's just like clockwork it's just a beautiful thing when that happens Luis Arise does his thing Byron Buxton does his thing Buck is when he's in one of these zones, I just got the chills thinking about this zone that he's in right now. He's just in his zone. He's where he was in April of 2021. He's where he was in April of 2022. He's where he was, you know, in 2020 in the shortened season. He's where he was in the first half of 2019, which is an incredible zone where he's so dialed in and he's so lethal at the plate with the bat, with his power, and he gets on twice tonight and his speed on the bases, and just the way he changes the game. And he dh tonight. And, you know, this home run was crucial in the first inning. I thought maybe the Twins were going to jump on Chris Flexen. They didn't. That would be it against Flexen, uh, the first inning runs, because they just couldn't hit with runners in scoring position tonight. I know I said it a lot early on, but this is absolutely a game the Twins lose last year. There's no question. No question they lose this game last year. The offense... Outside of Buxton's two-run homer, Kepler had a big RBI single. But outside of that, left a ton of runners on. I thought the at-bats were poor with runners on base. And uh, it just wasn't a good game for them offensively. And they still won because Chris Archer gave them you know, solid four innings, kept them in this ball game, And Baldelli went to his bullpen. People seemed upset. Archer was pulled after four. I get it. But Baldelli goes to Theobar. This this Mariners lineup is interesting because they really do alternate. And they have like three switch hitters in their lineup. So they go right, left, right, left. And you have Jesse Winker and Ty France. They have some good hitters. It's not a scary lineup. It was scarier on opening day than it is now, I think, because these guys, you know, Winker's not as good as he was and uh, hasn't been good. And Adam Frazier hasn't been good. And Julio Rodriguez was not in this lineup. He's been awesome lately. He pinch hits in the ninth and struck out against Pagan. Um, so this lineup's not scary, but it does alternate. So the Twins are put into situations they probably don't want to be in where you have Theobar facing Ty France, the lefty, and France is a great right-handed hitter, or you have Emilio Pagan facing Jesse Winker in the ninth. The difference in this series will be, can you get those outs when the platoon is not in your favor? And they did tonight on the pitching side, and that's, I think, why they won this game. Uh, Buxton is just incredible when he's doing this, and he went through a tough stretch where he wasn't very good, and I, I harped on him for that stretch, and I will also praise him when he's doing this because it wins the Twins' ballgames. We know that with Byron Buxton. Let's talk about Alex Kirilov absolutely destroying at AAA after this word from Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? Well, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is outstanding. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing dozens, dozens of high-quality nutrients, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Plus, right now, it's just time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. 
to look out for your health. Right now, go to Athletic Greens. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The ultimate NBA mock draft starts June 16th. The Wolves, I believe they're picking 19th. I would like them to select EJ Liddell from Ohio State. With over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The Lockdown NBA Big Board Draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Alex Kirloff is crushing. I'm going to pull up his numbers here at St. Paul. Kirloff's a guy I've been high on for years, of course. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that, especially before 2021. He's had the wrist problems, and his stock has dropped in my mind and just generally. But 32 games at AAA this year, 143 plate appearances, is hitting 355 with a 455 on base percentage, slugging 628. That's a 1,083 OPS with nine homers and six doubles in 32 games. So clearly his wrist is feeling better. I'm not, I don't know if his wrist is back to feeling, you know, well enough where it's not even a factor. Feels like that's never going to be the case and it might just come and go. But Alex Kirloff is crushing down there. It's great news for the Twins. And and I said it, and I think Trevor Larnick is still going through lumps at the big league level. He's still trying to figure out how to hit off speed. Maybe not as far along as I thought he was two weeks ago. He looks more like the second half Trevor Larnick than the first half Trevor Larnick from 2021 in this point in time. But that could change. I think they need some consistency from the left side. Max Kepler hasn't looked very good. He did have a big hit tonight, but he hasn't looked great. Luis Arise has been amazing, and he's been you know their best hitter now for a month. They need another left-handed bat, a consistent left-handed bat. And if Alex Kirilov can fill that role, that would be incredible because it pushes everybody down. And even if Kirilov is down, if he's batting seventh or eighth against a right-handed pitcher, now you have danger in the bottom half of that lineup instead of, you know, Jeffers, Sanchez, Celestino. And for reason, you know, I like Celestino and I don't mind Gary Sanchez. Jeffers has been awful. But now you have Alex Kirilov down there and he poses a different threat than a Gilberto Celestino, or even a Jose Miranda. And that's what this is about, I think. Jose Miranda, they want to see Jose Miranda as much as possible before they send him back down. They're giving him a real opportunity here. And he looked awful tonight. I mean, run scoring spot, swings at a pitch at his eyes. He looked brutal. And Alex Kirloff hasn't had the best plate discipline at the major league level, but he's left-handed and he's crushing at AAA. And Miranda was not before he was called up. And Miranda has been very good, and I've I've said that, and I've been on the Miranda train for you know over a year now. They want to see him, and they're going to give him an opportunity before they call Alex Kirilov up. They when they call Alex Kirilov up, they they want to keep him up. They don't want to say, "Oh, here's Alex Kirilov. Oh, we've called him up too fast. His wrist hurts again, and we got to send him back down." You can't control that, but with the way he's hitting, I think it's a matter of time before he's back up. And I think Jose Miranda is probably in his last couple of games of having to prove like I, I belong in this lineup over Alex Kirloff. It's a little competition and it's not at the major league level right now, but I think it's a competition at first base and Luis Arise is playing a lot of first, but he can swing over in DH against right-handed pitchers and you can have Kirloff in, at first base. And defensively, I think that's a better alignment. I think their best defensive alignment in the entire organization is Kirloff at first, Polanco at second, Correa at short, Gio at third, Larnick in left, Buxton in center, Kepler in right. I think that's their best defensive alignment. I don't think Arise has been bad, and actually the numbers show that he's been 
you know, above average at first base defensively, I think Kirilov has shown he could be a special defender over there. And I think he is a first baseman long-term. He's going to stay in, he's going to play outfield. He has to, he has to move around. But at first base, I think is his best defensive home. He's coming. He is coming. Just, he's just got to keep hitting, keep doing what he's doing. Keep showing that he's healthy. That's the biggest thing. It's never a talent problem. Alex Kirilov was the 15th best prospect in baseball in 2019. It's never a talent problem. It's, are you healthy? Can you hit every single day? Can you play every day for us? And maybe he wouldn't have to play every day. Uh, when Kyle Garlick comes back, he could DH platoon with Kyle Garlick and Louie could play first, or maybe Miranda stays up and Miranda platoons with them. I think what they also don't want to do is platoon Jose Miranda. They don't want to only play Miranda against lefties because it's bad for his development and they view him as a long-term piece. I'm going to have an article coming out at twinsdaily.com viewing Jose Miranda as a potential trade chip at this deadline. And that would make sense too, that they want to show him off at the major league level, try to have him build his value uh, for the twins before they do that. I think he is, he sticks out to me as one of their main trade chips. And it's crazy to say, but I think it's true. After this break, let's talk about Tony LaRussa and the Chicago White Sox, because as much as the twins, you know, they control their own destiny. They need to keep winning. The rest of the division matters too. Let's talk about that after betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the Warriors, Andrew Wiggins. What a game. The NHL Stanley Cup finals between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, the mobile. It's very easy on your mobile. It's very easy. I like a bigger screen. I like to use Bet Online on my computer to look at the lines, but it is great on whichever you prefer. Go to betonline.net. They have you covered. It is where the game starts. Tony LaRussa, fire Tony. White Sox fans are chanting at guaranteed right field. I think this is fascinating to watch from the outside. It really is. As a Twins fan, my two favorite teams are the Minnesota Twins, and whoever's playing the Chicago White Sox. Those are my two favorite teams. Third would be whoever's probably playing the New York Yankees. Um, But this is just unbelievable to watch. And the White Sox won tonight. Their offense has actually picked it up. So I I expect them, again, I said even a week and a half or two weeks ago, I expect the White Sox to win the American League Central. Maybe that's changed. And with, you know, the Twins have won four out of their last five, or three out of their last four, excuse me, and won the series in Toronto, beat the Rays if they have a nice road trip here and go four and two in Seattle and Arizona. You're two more games above 500 and you're looking at double digits over 500 into late June. So, you know, I am hopeful about the twins. I think they have the star power. I think they have the depth. Uh, I think the White Sox have the star power as well with Tim Anderson, Luis Robert and Jose Abreu and, and Lucas Giolito. They have the star power, but the depth has been lacking for them. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be a fun race. I think my prediction here, my takeaway Tony LaRusso is hurting the White Sox. There's no question about it. I would like him to remain employed forever. That would be amazing uh, because the moves he makes and I think just the way he rubs the fan base is really entertaining to me. I think it is uh, maybe the best storyline to watch right now in <laughs> Major League Baseball. Uh, Tony LaRusso versus the White Sox. At the time, you know, I'm biased to any move the White Sox make, but of course at the time I was 
skeptical as a lot of White Sox fans were about the Lures deciding they had a great year last year, won the division, uh, swept in the first round or at one, one game lost three to one to the Astros. And this year just hasn't gone as planned, but it's not over for them. They're not where the twins were at a year ago where the twins were completely done on June 12th or whatever day it is today, June 13th, the twins were done. The White Sox, I think are three games below 500 today. So they're not done. I think they're going to make a run. And my prediction for this division now is the twins play the White Sox 16 more times. I think there's going to be a race, like a real race in the second half. Anytime someone said, you know, it just might not be it for the White Sox this year. I'm not buying it because the schedule, if we were in the American League East and the White Sox were in the East and they were, we were playing, you know, the Red Sox and the Yankees, I don't think the Red Sox are great this year, but the Yankees and the Rays and the Blue Jays, I would say, yeah, the, the Sox might be cooked. But now they're playing the Tigers, and the Tigers just give away outs, and they give away runs, and the Twins lost four out of five. That's why it was so frustrating. They lost four out of five to the Tigers. You play the Tigers. The Royals are terrible. I mean, just terrible, and they have so many games remaining against those two teams. So they're going to be in it, folks, and Cleveland will be in it too. They'll hang around. I'm not concerned about Cleveland. I'm concerned about Cleveland from a I don't want them to take first place standpoint, but the Twins have a a three-and-a-half game lead after Monday night going into June 14th. you got to feel pretty good about that. And there's six games over the White Sox. Um, I would take this all day long. If you show me this before the season, I'd say that's great. I mean, that's exactly where you want to be if you're the Minnesota Twins. They've been in first place since April 24th. Um, yeah, this is going to be a race between the Twins and the White Sox. And Cleveland will hang around. So I think it's going to be somewhat of a three-horse race in the American League Central. I think the Sox will remain within, you know, five to six games here in the short term. And I think in the long term, they will start to close that gap. And that's not because I think the twins will collapse. I just think the twins won't play the Tigers and Royals as much as the White Sox will. And they'll still play them a lot. And ultimately, it'll come down to how the twins play against the White Sox. But if you're assuming they split those remaining 16 games and they go eight and eight, I think this this will be like a three or four game lead for the twins, you know, down the stretch. It's going to be close and it's going to be fun. And that's what I was hoping for this year. Uh, for the Twins to just be competitive in this division and to make the playoffs. And they are on track to do that. Tonight was a nice win. Byron Buxton took control. Chris Archer went for four. The bullpen gave up one run, bent but didn't break. Max Kepler added on with a base hit. It'll be Joe Ryan returning on Tuesday. Sonny Gray returning Wednesday. Great, great news for the Minnesota Twins. Won't get easier. Logan Gilbert facing off against the Twins tomorrow. He was outstanding at Target Field in game two of the season. He's got great stuff. He's one of the best young starters in the game. So a good battle, Ryan Gilbert, and then Sonny Gray, Marco Gonzalez to finish off this series. Guess what? I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. They'll make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the new arm. If it sounds better, looks better. Let me know. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Go Twins.